Pinball Productions presents Become. Written and directed by Adam Zof. Starring Odd Andrews, Kelsey Campbell, William Barreto, Douglas Thornton, and Charlie Baker. For a full list of credits and to enjoy other Pinball Productions, visit pinballproductions.com. Behind a motel, a muscular figure covered head to toe in black picks up a large garbage can, empties the contents, and takes the can to the motel ice machine. They pick up the entire ice machine and fill the garbage can with ice. They enter the nearest motel room and dump the ice into the bathtub and turn on the water as cold as possible. The figure begins removing clothing as on TV, helicopter news footage of a strip club robbery rolls. On the motel bed, $15,000 in loose bills. On TV, a grainy security camera clip of a figure covered in black jumping entirely over a car and bounding away at beyond human speed. The figure gets in the bathtub. Loose, coarse black hairs begin to rise to the surface of the water. Two different construction crews play softball. One crew's owner, Ben Canelo, waits to hit. Ball four. The hitter in front of Ben jogs to first, loading the bases. Time, ump. Ben. Roland, I'm not doing it. Come on. Just a touch? I said no. New hitter up. Let's go, fellas. Ben walks to the plate. Down by three. Bases loaded. Could really use a home run, Ben. Ben stares Roland down, then grips the bat tighter. Sounds begin to amplify. Ben's pupils dilate. Go, Daddy! Ben relaxes. He swings and pops up to the infield. Batter out! That's game! Ben jogs back to the dugout. You're no fun, Benjamin. No fun at all. Players grab their gear and file out of the dugouts. You lost, Daddy. We did, but we got to have fun and that's all that matters. Good game. Not really, but whatever. Hello, Mrs. Canelo. Hello, Roland. Say, you guys coming out to Mullins with us? No, we've got to get Charlie home. Already past your bedtime. Right, honey? Maybe. Maybe? Definitely. Um, actually, I was thinking I might go for a bit, just to grab something to eat. Last game of the season. Oh, okay. Um, sure. Just... Yeah, you know, totally. Just a bite. Well... Then I'll see you at home in a bit. In a strip club, a beer and a soda hit the bar. How long are you going to keep this sober bullshit up? I don't know, the rest of my life. She's not here, Benny. Live a little. I hate lying to her. All you do is lie to her. You got the big lie. Now you got this lie. You're pretending to have a drinking problem. I didn't even know that was a thing. It's just a cover story. I don't have a lot of options for my situation. But where does it end? You eventually join the priesthood or something? You have to live, man. What's your therapist say? Can't let the balloon fill up too much or it pops, right? Your balloon looks pretty full to me. At a red light, Roland does a line of coke. Ben swigs mouthwash. Mouthwash after two beers. Marriage seems awesome. The light turns green. A figure in all black darts across. What the hell was that? Yeah, being covered in mouthwash won't tip her off that I drank. Come on, you saw that! Saw what? I was too busy trying not to eat the glove compartment. Someone ran right out in front of me, I swear! Yeah, sure. Maybe no more coke till you get home. Ben slips into the bedroom. Seeing Mary's eyes closed, he heads into the bathroom. 
starts the shower. Mary's eyes open, and in them, everything between them. Ben enters the kitchen and turns a stove burner on. Hey, hey, who's excited for their first day of school? Let's get some breakfast going. I'm going to make you something really special. Daddy! Ben turns. Charlie is eating cereal. Mom already took care of it, I guess. She's out back, working. I see. Well, we should get a picture then. We already took one. Uh, okay, no worries. How about I saddle up and have some chat with my favorite kid? So how are you feeling? Nervous. What are you nervous about? I'm scared of the other kids. Well, I guarantee they're nervous too, just like you. Really? Yeah. New school. Everything's new for everybody. But being nervous, scared, it can be a good thing. It's just your mind getting you sharp, ready for action. That doesn't make sense, Daddy. Well, it will. Oh, and uh, hey, buddy, how about we go with Dad and Mom from now on? You're going to big boy school now. Okay, Daddy. I mean, Dad. Ready to go, honey? Yeah, Mom. Mom? A construction site. Ben and Roland walk a couple through their half-finished house. Windows and doors? Started yesterday. Joe says he'll be finished by the end of the week. We've got rough electrical, plumbing, HVAC next week. Good to go. AC unit is in route. Things seem to be progressing nicely. Water drips on the blueprints Ben is holding. Roland? Yeah, been meaning to talk to you about that. Rained last night and, well... We were thinking we'd like to keep the weather on the outside of the house. A sound plan. Can you give us just a second? Ben pulls Roland aside. What's going on? It's that Lou guy and his crew. They're working on roof and siding, or they're supposed to be. Roland motions to a subcontractor. Big Lou, who stands six foot four and 300 pounds. And I'm going to guess that what siding they've managed to put up is as quality as the roof. Is there a problem? No, sir. Nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, We just have to finish the roof still. It looks finished, just... Shoddy. Nah, this is just... A temporary roof to keep the site dry. Somewhat. We were prepared to make a progress payment today, but it looks like you guys need a little bit more time. Actually, we need the progress payment in order to lay out the cash for the electrical and plumbing. Then I guess you guys need to make some progress. Water drips on her blouse. This is silk. Ben looks back to Big Lou and his crew, his frustration rising. In a church basement, a stained coffee maker, dusty pamphlets, and cracked linoleum tile. Folding chairs sit in a circle. Ben slides his back a few feet. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of people who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other that they may solve their common problems. And I never thought I'd want to turn down a drink. That feeling of otherness inside me wouldn't be denied. Not by me. Not on my own. And that's what you all give me. Freedom to just be me without that feeling inside. Thanks for letting me share. Would anyone else like to share? He looks to Ben. Anyone who hasn't already? Ben takes out a yellow court card and puts it in the donation basket going around. Later, Jerry signs the card. You know, you gotta be here anyways. You might as well try to get something out of it. Oh, I am getting something out of it. I'm getting closer to never having to come back here. Ben takes the card and walks away. In her office, Dr. Janet Black guides Ben through meditation. Inhale. Exhale. In with life. Out with stress. So, uh, how's the deck? We barbecued and had margaritas the other night. It was sublime. 
You really did a great job. Just trying to hold up my end of the bargain. Well, I have my work cut out for me. On that note, emotional seismograph. Lay it on me. There was one spike. A work thing. Someone isn't doing what they're supposed to, and it's costing me money. Well, we've talked about proper anger. Normal human expression of displeasure. Did you say anything? Not yet. It's still elusive. Controlling it. I feel normal emotion well up. Like it should. And then the... The thing grabs me into its territory. No matter what state of emotion you're in, you're not a thing. Well, I'm not me. I'm not someone else. I'm something else. Let me ask you. Are you a thing when you're hungry? When you're tired? When you're aroused? That's different. How? I can't run 40 miles per hour because I have a heart on. <laughs> you need to accept that part of you. You, not a thing. What if I don't want to? What if it's not about what you want? What if it's about what's best for you? Acceptance of what is, is healthy. I don't get a choice in my own life? My own existence? It can be hard to face that we don't have complete free will. But that's not unique to you because of your condition. That's life. Reality. That's what you want more of, right? Reality? I guess I just want a reality I choose. Not one forced upon me. You can choose. Recognize the power you have to accept what you can't change. And change the things I can. God, you sound like the circle jerks. I know you don't belong there. But it's still human beings being human. Sharing of themselves, connecting. That's good for you. Later, a metal door is closed. A television is wheeled in front of a window. Images of war, murder, and other horrific violations of humanity play. Ben takes it all in, as through the window, Dr. Black observes. Ben has pork chop dinner with his family. Then we all sat in a big circle, and we had to say our names, and one thing we liked, and one thing we didn't like. And what did you choose? I said I like my mom and dad, and I don't like it when they fight. We don't fight. We discuss. But good answers. Time to pray. Hands, baby. I've decided I don't believe in God. Oh, stop. Close your eyes. Well, why is that, buddy? Ben, let's just... Because I can't see him. Well, let me ask you this. Can you see love? No. Then how do you know it exists? Because I can feel it. So, things you can't see can be real. I guess. So, maybe God is real. Yes. See? Daddy's... Dad. Dad's right. God is real. Now hands. Ben squeezes Mary's hand and smiles. She just looks down. Bless us, Lord, for these gifts we are about to receive. A local 70s-era casino. No glitz or glamour, just cigarette-burnt carpeting. Player has 12. Player hits. Player has 21. Diller has 19. Woo! I told you. I told you I'd get you back. Back to even with some despair. Now give it up. Dr. Black gets up, but pauses. Staying or going? Janet. Come on, Janet. Come on. 
Dr. Black begins yanking strands of her hair out. (laughs) Ben reads to Charlie at bedtime. And the walrus in the Winnebago, and the bear that loved bagels, the turtle in the tuxedo, the eagle from Oswego, the tiger who played tennis, and the duck named Dennis. Dad, I think I'm too old for stories like this. But this is one of your favorites. You're growing up, huh, buddy? Yeah. Do you and Mom still love each other? Of course, bud. Why would you ask that? Because I can't feel it. Well, I can. Forever. Just like how I love you. So, you too old to check for monsters? Ben gets down and shines his phone light under the bed. Charlie hangs his head over the side. All clear? All clear. Ben gets up and opens the closet. All clear? All clear. Looks like we're monster free. What if there's a monster we can't see? I don't feel any. Do you? Nope. Then we're all good. Good night, buddy. I love you. Night, Dad. Ben walks out of Charlie's room to Mary coming up the stairs. (laughs) Hey, you got me. Oh, sorry. Just finished up. Really? Can I see? It's late. A converted greenhouse filled with Mary's abstract paintings. A giant canvas covered in wet red and black paint. Ben takes it in. Do you like it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I love it. It's really uh, cool. Cool? I mean, you know I don't really, you know, get them. But uh, I I see them. I just don't really know art and stuff. I know, but there's nothing to get. It's just an experience. Like a feeling, I know. What were you feeling? What do you think I was feeling? Ben looks at the moody night and blood-colored canvas. I love you. I love you too. Outside Mary's studio in the untouched forest that lines their backyard. Six months prior, at a red light, Ben sits in his work truck. Through the rear window of the car in front of him, he sees a couple arguing. The light turns green, but the couple doesn't notice. Come on. The man driving in front of Ben stares back, then peels out. Real tough guy. Ben drives on. The couple keeps arguing until the male driver punches his girlfriend. Jesus Christ. Ben grabs his phone. The guy hits her again as she tries to fight him off. Ben's grip around the steering wheel tightens. Hairs start to grow from the back of his hand. 911, what's your emergency? Another punch. Ben looks in the rear view. Hello? His pupils dilate. 911, Then turn yellow. Free from her boyfriend, the girlfriend runs away. Ben comes too. He looks in the rear view. His face is covered in hair. No choice. Ben whips open the driver door and sprints into the dark surrounding woods. Hello? Hello? We're going to have to track your location. Back in the present, workers lower a giant air conditioner off a truck. Roland barely touches it. Here we go, boys. Easy now. Don't strain yourself, Roland. Good point. I'll let you guys take it from here. AC all set. You're welcome. My hero. Now, go tell Big Lou to finish the siding and the roof so we can install it. You know, I would, but my back kind of flared up bringing that baby off the truck. Oh, did it? Yeah, probably should get some heat on it. Or some mice. Some heat and some ice. I'll take care of it. Hey, 
Lou, what you got there for lunch? Tuna fish. Heck of a fish. Can I talk to you for a second? Big Lou stands up, towering over Ben. The roof and the siding, they're holding us up. Yeah, well, uh, these are intricate jobs. You want them done right? It takes time. It's taken time. I've got other guys waiting on your guys to finish. Maybe you need to make some changes. My guys are the best of the best. Gonna need you to show me. Or maybe I can just jump up on the roof and finish it myself. Save myself the pay? (laughs) We have a contract. And you need to honor it. We have a contract. Big Lou puts his catcher's mitt of a hand on Ben's shoulder and squeezes. How about you leave my field of expertise to me, the expert? Ben stares at him. Fair enough. In a bank, Ben hands a teller a withdrawal slip. You're aware this will only leave? Yes, I'm aware. In a different bank, Ben waits, holding one of his son's superhero backpacks. Mr. Nelson, a suited banker in his early 50s, approaches. Mr. Canella, so good to see you. Mr. Nelson, how are you? Another day above ground? Who can complain? Would you like some water, coffee, orange juice? The regional office said orange juice was too costly an expenditure, so I started bringing it in myself. Some things aren't about money. That's very nice of you, sir, but uh, I'm fine. You should have some. Mr. Nelson looks at Ben. Ben takes a bottle of orange juice. Let's step into my office, shall we? Inside Mr. Nelson's office, a money counter finishes on $3,748. Curious. I'm a little short. Oh, this isn't a mistake. It's work. The job is going slower than anticipated, and it's holding up payment. I see. Is this an issue that can be rectified in a timely manner? Yes, I think so. You think? It will be. I had to hire a crew I wasn't familiar with. I just have to figure it out. Perhaps this is a situation I could be of assistance with. No, no. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. But I I can take care of it. Very well. You've been a sterling customer heretofore. How about we say four days? Would that be enough time to secure the remaining balance of $1,252? Yes. Excellent. How is your wife? Child? They are great. Yeah, they're good. They're great. Great. Back in the church basement, Ben scoots his folding chair back... A foot stops it. You've only got two more of these, and I ain't letting you get out of here without participating. I'm, uh, I'm not, uh... I won't sign the paper. Ben stares daggers at him. How's everyone doing today? Pretty good if you're here, right? Better than the alternative, that's for sure. Ben waits next to an Uber, as other parents wait next to their own cars. Ben leans on the car, acting like it's his. The Uber driver takes exception. Can you not lean on the car? I'm not doing anything. Can you not do anything while not leaning on the car? Ben stands up straight. The school doors open and kids come running out. Charlie beelines to Ben with another kid. Dad! Dad, I made a friend! That's great, buddy. Hi, uh, friend. Hello, sir. My name is Kyle. Well, hello, Kyle. You are very polite. Uh, you can call me Ben. I'm Kyle's mom, Aletha. Oh, hi. Uh, Aletha? That's, that's an interesting name. Can Kyle come over to play? Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe, if that's okay with his mom. 
Sure. Excuse me. Ready to go? Uh, my car's in the shop. I could give you guys a ride. Aletha pulls her SUV into Ben's driveway. Thanks, Mom. Charlie? Thanks, guys, Mom. Can I come inside? Uh-oh. Uh, um, yeah, well, I mean, I'm actually, I'm actually married. <laughs> what I mean is my husband and I always make a point to get to know Kyle's friend's parents. See where he's spending time. Right, right. Of course. <laughs> that makes sense. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> no bother at all. Ben shows Aletha around the house. Your house is beautiful. Thanks, I built it. You did not. I did so. That's what I do. You shouldn't have told me that. All I can think of are all the home improvements I'd love to make. Well, our rates are reasonable. I'm sorry, uh, I should offer you something? I'd love a glass of wine. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, I think we have something in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, here, here we go. You're going to make me drink alone? Ben looks out to the greenhouse and doesn't see Mary. He reaches for another glass. You know, I wanted to ask you something. Mary walks in from the front. Hey, Ben. Oh, hey. Ben slyly drops the second glass in the trash. Hey, hi. This is uh, Kyle's mom. Hi, I'm Mary. Uh, Kyle? My son. He's in Charlie's room playing. I'm Aletha. Nice to meet you. Charlie made a friend? Charlie made a friend. Oh, that's great. I'm sorry to interrupt. You were asking Ben something. You know, I totally forgot what I was going to say. I actually should take advantage of Kyle being occupied to get home and get some to-do lists done. You mind if I come get him in a little bit? Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's okay. We'll watch them. Great. You can finish this for me. Uh, he's, a. Uh... Mary would love to, I'm sure. Moments later, through the window, Aletha pulls away. What happened to, if I don't pick up a bottle, I won't drink? She asked if we had any wine. We do. What was I supposed to say? You just lie. Like you... Ugh, never mind. Mr. Nelson putters along in evening rush hour traffic. On the passenger seat, his cell phone timer is at nine minutes and falling. A police car sidles up next to Mr. Nelson. Mr. Nelson pulls the car into an alley and takes a gun from under his seat. He wraps it in a bowling shirt that reads Norman and walks back to the trunk. What, Norman? I'm running out of air. This trunk is 18 cubic feet. It has 27 minutes of oxygen. You have plenty of air. How do you know that? Who puts a man in a trunk without knowing how much oxygen it holds? So you're you're not going to kill me? It depends. On what? We're not at that part yet. We're at the trunk part. Now shut up. Mr. Nelson resets the timer on his phone. Back in the casino, Dr. Black makes a call. Yes, I would like to put a temporary freeze on my account. I lost my card, but I think I know where it is, so please just don't let anyone use it for 12 hours. In the sports book, Dr. Black eats free salad bar crackers as she watches a horse race, a single ticket in front of her. Yes, hello? I found my card. It was in my... It was... I found it, so... Please let me use it, because everything's okay now. Please? Please? Noise? Noise? 
Why? I'd like to speak to a manager. Now. Now. Ben, Charlie, and his new friend Kyle play cards at the kitchen table. War! One, One two, two, three, war! war. Charlie, buddy, you finish for me. Ben answers the door. It's Aletha's husband, Jake. I'm Kyle's dad. Oh, nice to meet you. I'm Ben, Charlie's dad. Hey, here's a lot of homework and... Uh... Kyle, let's get your stuff. Get you home, okay? Right. Um, we didn't know when Aletha was going to be back to pick him up, so we just kind of hung out. Yeah. That sounds like her. Bye, Charlie. Bye, Charlie's dad. See you tomorrow. He's a great kid. He's welcome here anytime. Have a good night. What's his problem? I don't know, buddy. But I know your problem. And it's war! War! In the morning, Ben walks into the kitchen and starts coffee. Half asleep, he looks out the back window. Holy shit. The entire backyard has been ripped to shreds. Ben walks among the destroyed backyard. On the fence, claw marks. Ben grabs a piece of grass. What happened? What are you doing? Nothing. Uh, I guess it must have been some sort of animal. Animal? The entire yard is destroyed. It's fine. I can get a couple guys over here to resaw it today. Why are you so calm about this? I didn't think getting upset would help. Well, what about tonight? What if whatever did this comes back? What comes back? It's nothing. Sweetie, um, you shouldn't be out here. If it's nothing, why can't I be out here? Why are you fighting? What happened to the yard? We're not fighting, buddy. We're just planning how to redo the yard. You just redid the yard last year. What's that? Charlie points to a dog femur sticking out of the ground. <gasps> it's Buster. Um, nothing, sweetie. Hey, there's nothing to be scared about. You sure about that? At the job site, Ben talks to one of his workers, Ernesto. Hacer todo el jardín con césped de Home Depot será caro. ¿Por qué no esperar una entrega de una granja de césped? I know Home Depot is more expensive, but we have to show progress now. Something. Sod Farm will be a week at least. Oh, and I uh, need a personal order, too. Ben hands Ernesto a credit card. A stream of water falls on Ben's head. He looks up. And Roland is testing the roof. I think we still have a problem, Roland. Uh, yeah, we very much do. Roland motions over to Big Lou, who smokes a cigarette. In a warehouse art studio, Thomas 27 looks at Mary's new red and black painting. I could get maybe 20. I'll give you 11. Thomas. If you want to wait till it sells, I can give you more. You want money now, it's 11. 12, if, well, <laughs> you know. We're not doing that again. Fair enough. Just an idea. Fine. Eleven. Thomas undoes a chain and padlock on an old oven and pulls out eleven grand in cash. So your husband has no idea how much you... No. He doesn't understand art. Does he understand money? You know, secrets aren't good for a relationship. I'm not in the mood for your shit-stirring today. Mary puts the cash in her purse. We can, if you want. Just not for money. A freebie. I'll take it. Don't say that. Respect me. Sorry. And I do. Later, Mary and Thomas lay in bed. He pops a pill. What are those? Thomas hands her the bottle. Keep it. Could you put your arm around me? Thomas puts his arm around her. Mary takes out a pill and downs it. 
Ben is back in Dr. Black's office. Have you tried calmly discussing it? Yes. And? You might as well have pissed on my shoe. I've got another problem. Let's hear it. I think that there's another, like me. Really? What makes you say that? Our yard. We woke up this morning and it was turned over like scrambled eggs. There was a marking. I've made ones like it before, on trees, other things. Would that be so bad to meet someone like you? I don't even want to know me when I'm like that. And what's the message? It's not like scaring the shit out of my family, making me spend 1100 bucks to fix my yard is some sort of peace offering. Maybe they don't know how to express themselves. Maybe they didn't know how else to show you so no one else would know. You of all people should know their situation. What if they're just as unsure as you are? <sighs> Mary's running out of patience with me. Every little thing I do or say, she reads into. There's this whole ocean of subtext between us. Have you given any more thought to telling her? No, no, absolutely not. Maybe you should. Or maybe I'd lose everything. You can't just <sighs> honest your way through life. We need to lie to other people, to ourselves. Or maybe that's a lie you're telling yourself. I'm just confused. But what else is new? Would you like to step in? Let some pressure out? No, no. I can't be that today. In a plain concrete block room, Norman, the man from the trunk, is gagged and tied to a chair. Tell me. No! I'm going to hurt you. You don't understand. I can't tell you. I'm going to kill you. So will they. I'll kill your whole family. So will they. That takes care of our opening moves. You understand that I understand your predicament. Mr. Nelson points to another chair across the room. You know who that chair is for? It's for you. Mr. Nelson pulls out hedge clippers. He cuts off one of Norman's big toes. Fear can extract some information. Pain can extract more. But it's pain plus fear of something so wicked. Its ingenuity unlocks something inside a person. That really does the trick. Mr. Nelson walks to the other side of the room and places the toe in front of the other chair. I cut off a man's genitals once and he just spit in my face. It's when I cooked them with a blowtorch and fed them to a dog. That's when I got him. I'm going to put you across the room, piece by piece, while you watch. First with the clippers, then a hatchet. I'll need the blowtorch at that point to cauterize you. You're going to see yourself disappear and be reassembled apart from you. You, but not you. If any part of you thinks I'm not serious, look to the floor below you. There's a reason it's several shades of red. Blood gets brighter as you get closer to the heart. Tell me or we continue. While you think about it, I'll cut off the rest of your toes. Back in the church basement. I mean, it's totally normal to walk a dog on a leash, and it's like, who walks their cat on a leash? And let's not forget, I'm allergic, and the hair is just everywhere. I gotta take pills, and I gotta wash my hands. All right, well, thanks for listening. Okay, who's next? Maybe Ben. Haven't heard from you yet. Sure you got a story, we all do. <sighs> my name is Ben. And? And, uh... I have some things I would like to say. 
Welcome, Ben. Go on ahead. I... <clears throat> well, I'm not really supposed to be here. Yeah, join the club. Oh, wait, you did. No crosstalk. <clears throat> I... Well, I kind of have this other problem that led me here. Something I can't really show to the world. I've told a couple people, but uh, outside of that, even my wife doesn't know. Once, I told someone I wasn't sure about. I was in the eighth grade. He changed schools. <laughs> Moved two towns over. Never spoke again. Not even on Facebook. Anyway, it's a problem. I can't tell my wife I can't. It would be the end of my marriage. And we have a son, and I love them both very much. <sighs> I know I'm a good person inside. So are you all. Even if you have something you can't quite get your hands around, you are. You're a good person. I... I don't know. Ben gets his card signed. Only one meeting left. Better get your money's worth next time. Unless you keep coming back. See you next time. Tratwood, private middle school. Ben and Mary attend a parents' night fundraiser. Mary sips white wine as Ben chafes in his suit and tie. So, what do we do here? Talk. Mingle. Till they ask us for more money? Everyone's so much more something than me. Erudite? That mean better than me? Yes, but they're not. <laughs> I'm not even enough like them to know the word for what I'm not. They're not better than you. Most of these people have nothing near the talent you do. Thanks. Do you mind if I have another glass of wine? No, why would I mind? I just want to make sure. I'm not exactly comfortable at these things either. And this morning still has me. Go ahead. Mary heads to the bar. Ben takes off his tie and sticks it in his pocket. Who? Ben turns. It's Aletha. Oh, hey, uh, fancy seeing you here. You know, you just missed my wife. Geez, Ben, I know you're married. You've made that very clear. I was awkward the other day. And tonight, I guess. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, I uh, kind of waited till she walked away. Don't think she likes me. That's not true. She barely knows you. I barely know you. Yeah, I, we, um, I'm sure you're very likable. <laughs> you're so squirmy sometimes. It's charming. Hey, speaking of the other day, I need to apologize. My husband can be a bit brisk. <laughs> it's fine. Really? Kyle said he was kind of a jerk to you. Nah, well, I mean, okay. He did seem oddly standoffish for some reason. Across the room, Mary sees Ben talking to Aletha. Mary discreetly takes a pill. Babe, I need you for a second. Aletha's husband shows her a red spot on his yellow tie. Cranberry juice? Bloody Mary. Right. All right, um, let me just... Aletha wets a napkin with her tongue and begins to dab the spot. Ben and Jake awkwardly stand there. Ben looks at Jake. This isn't working. We need some club soda. Let me take a leak first. Jake walks away. Uh, you know, I actually have to go too. Uh, excuse me. Ben walks right up to the sink next to Aletha's husband. I know. I'm sorry? It's you. I know. What the hell are you talking about? We should talk, away from all this. Look, I don't know if you're drunk or what. I don't drink. I've never met another one either. It's, it's okay though. Are you looking to start something here at our kid's school? 
Like you started something in my backyard this morning? You know, you should really learn to control your emotions. You could have just said something. Jake grabs Ben by the throat. All right, that's enough! Whatever game this is, is over. I, um, I'm sorry. I, I was confused. I, I misread some signals. Jake lets Ben go. Whatever, freak. Ben runs into Mary, who reads her husband's shaken demeanor. What's going on with you? Nothing, just uh, feeling out of place. Let's, let's head home. In the morning, Ben takes the family dog, Leroy, into the front yard. Shh, Leroy, come on. Do your thing. What are you so worked up about? Ben follows Leroy's eyes up a telephone pole, 25 feet up, a dead coyote. Son of a bitch. Ben looks around. The coast clear. He ties Leroy to a fence, then picks up a broken beer bottle and slices his thigh with it. Channeling the pain, Ben leaps up 10 feet grabs the first telephone pole step, and quickly scurries up to the coyote. He tosses the carcass down and hurries back. Ben picks up the body. He notices a mailman up the block looking at him. Yeah, just, um, checking in for little guys, okay? The mailman doesn't know what's going on, but doesn't want to. Later, Ben wears gloves as he puts the coyote in a trash bag. You really think whatever killed this did all that damage? Oh, yeah. Mountain lion, probably. I'll tell animal control when they come to pick this up. See, I I told you there was an explanation. Maybe he was scared. He got lost and didn't know what to do. Not in the forest where he belonged. Right. That makes sense, Charlie. Charlie, you shouldn't be out here. Come on, honey. Back at the job site, Big Lou and his crew shoot the shit and smoke. How long have they been at lunch? Hour 45. Ben pounds his coffee. That coffee is really hot. Wait, are you about to... Dude, this is work. Not some joking around at softball. This is serious. I know it's serious. I'm taking it seriously. Now get out of my way. Ben picks up a two-by-four and swings it at the metal chair under Lou. Big Lou gets to his feet. Oh, good. Lunch is over. What's your problem? I don't have a problem. I had a problem, but now you have a problem. Is that so? Yes. Your work needs to be finished tonight. We got, like, uh, three more days, boss. Wrong. You have till daybreak tomorrow morning. I'm going to set up the floodlights. You and your guys will finish and be gone by dawn. Oh, you're supposed to be tough now. Not a rich man, Lou. These spec homes cost a lot up front. And who do you think fronts that? I don't have that kind of money, nor credit. Answer me. I don't know. And you don't want to. You costing me money costs them money. And that can't happen. So you and your men... We'll finish the job tonight, or else. (laughs) What are you going to do? Ben cracks the two-by-four over his leg. Damn. You don't finish the job tonight. Lou punches him. (laughs) Lou stands over him. You think I give a shit you know some bad guy? You know who does construction? Former bad guys. Except we ain't that former sometimes. (laughs) Job will get done in three days. Lou walks away. Ben considers his options, which at the moment are none. Ben rides home in the back of an Uber at a red light. He looks over to a corner bar. I'm actually good here. Inside the bar, Ben takes a long swig on a pint. He pulls out crumpled cash, and with it, his yellow AA court card. The bartender notices. (laughs) It's not like that. You think that's the first one of those I've seen, buddy? None of my business. 
The bartender takes the cash and walks away. That's right. It's not. Shit. You know what I'm talking about, Ben. Kyle's dad? He said you tried to fight him. He grabbed me by the throat. Well, did you confront him first? He was rude the other day. Rude? So you what? Challenged his manhood? Kyle told Charlie he's not allowed to come over here now. He said his parents think you're a danger. That's ridiculous. Look, I'll talk to... His mom? Why did you say it like that? I'm the mom. I'm supposed to talk to the mom. Then talk to her. Look, I gotta go. Where? We're in the middle of something. A meeting. I'm already late. I'll drive you. I'm driving myself. Ben, you know you can't. In a dark back office, Mr. Nelson slides a piece of paper across a desk. Devante picks it up. It's a password of random characters. Any trouble? Not for me. Devante slides across a stack of hundreds. Mr. Nelson eyeballs it. That's less than we talked about. I don't need as much as I did before. Actually, you need it more than you think. Mr. Nelson pulls out another slip of paper. Devante smiles. He pulls out another stack of hundreds. I'll call you in ten minutes. How do I know? You don't. Sitting on the parking lot concrete, Dr. Black. (laughs) Miss. Back in the church basement. I was sick. I was sick of being sick. I was sick of my secrets. Sick of being sick for my secrets. In the doorway, Mary. Welcome. Mary looks around. No, Ben. A pickup truck parked in the woods. The tailgate lowers. A garbage bag is open, and the dead coyote is dragged out. A hooded figure in all black. into the woods and scampers to the top of a 30-foot pine. The figure pulls off the hoodie. Ben looks straight up into the bright full moon. dark stretch of rundown streets, the lone bright spot, a strip club, Ben stalks from behind a parked car. The bouncer takes a few steps away from the door to light a cigarette. ID? Hey! 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 Yo, buddy! You can't just barge in here like you own the place. His son's backpack now full. Something begins to catch up. Another figure in black. And dashes into the woods. 
mounts the figure. Ben yanks a ski mask off its head. It begins changing back into a lever. I didn't know. There were others. I'm sorry. Ben recoils. Moonlight hits Aletha's face. She transforms back and sprints away. Ben sneaks in his house. He's hit with a flashlight beam. Dad? Hey, buddy, it's me. I was just uh, checking on something. What are you doing down here? I heard something and then got scared. But you came down anyways. Scared isn't always bad, right? That's right, buddy. Let's get you back to bed, okay? Ben creeps into his bedroom. Mary is asleep. Shit. Mary doesn't even move. Ben investigates. On the nightstand, the pill bottle. Ben picks it up and reads another man's name. Back at the job site, Ben walks the carters around their future home. The siding and roof are finished, thanks to a totally new crew working away. Had everything under control the entire time. Of course it isn't raining. Way ahead of you. Ben signals Roland, who turns on the hose and sprays the roof. Please, God. The water cascades down into the gutters. The inside, dry as a bone. Mr. Carter takes out his phone. Is electronic transfer okay? Yes, sir. Big Lou pulls up, seeing the new crew. He gets out. This is a violation of our- Ben pushes a wad of bills in Lou's chest. Contract fulfilled. Now get out of my sight. In Mr. Nelson's bank office. Sorry for all the bills I, um... Mr. Canelo, a debt paid requires no explanation. Until 27 days from now. In Dr. Black's office. So I guess we should start with your childhood. Across from her. Very well. At the breakfast table. And I was thinking I could start my Christmas list now, because it's only four months away. That's great, kiddo. Yes, honey. Good idea. In her own house, Aletha sips coffee and looks out to the backyard fence. A dead raccoon is splayed across. Her husband approaches. The hell is that thing? Aletha smiles. 